Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome aboard WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here. Fine You've local. stolen my mouse. I know. I need it. Mine died. Here, you can have the dead one. If you want to fix it. Gee, thanks. No problem. <laughs> we do have some batteries for it out in my truck if you'd like to go get them. Oh, sure. I'm going to walk out in the rain and grab a battery <laughs> out Sorry. in the truck. I forgot to bring them in. <laughs> All right. Welcome on board, everybody. The WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We have asked for and received an opportunity to talk to U.S. Congressman Dan Muser. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in today. Good morning, Congressman. Hey, good morning, Mark. Good morning, Joe. I do appreciate you checking in. Okay, so let's talk about Afghanistan and the pullout, and uh, we got to talk about the people left there as well. Go ahead. Well, uh, there's certainly a lot to say. Um, unfortunately, I believe the Biden administration is, uh, even in the aftermath here, uh, being extremely disingenuous, uh, frankly, very difficult to believe much of what they have to say. Um, and here they tell us that it was a great success, uh, the withdrawal or the retreat uh, or the evacuation. Um, you know, in the press conference yesterday, uh, I and many Americans, uh, many members of Congress saw no, re- no remorse, saw a lot of blame on the Trump administration um, when that proposal and plan was so far different than this one. Um, uh, it, it factually uh, different conditions based um, you know they moved out without following any intel uh, and there's all kinds of evidence to that the Biden administration blamed the Afghan army when 23 members of the U.S. Embassy in Kabul uh, in, wrote a letter a week before the withdrawal began that uh, the Afghan army would not resist, and it would be they would be overrun quickly. The Biden administration has even blamed the military, making the decision on Bagram uh, Air Base, uh, as, as well as uh, other moves, particularly at the Kabul airport, which cost the lives of, of 13 of our uh, best and bravest. Um, you know, and then the bragging about evacuation—it's a—it's a colossal mess. It's very uh, sad. Um, you know, we have, um, there were so many mistakes made. I mean, you know, the Biden administration initially said September 11th, 20-year anniversary. Outrageous. They moved it to August 31st. Um, they, uh, you know, abandoned the base, as mentioned. Then we have this screening situation. Of, you know, we have 100,000-plus Afghanistanians that have been evacuated, and <clears throat> most of them did not have the... Uh, the uh, type of visa uh, that that was that was necessary. So we're not sure what their status is. That has to be uh, vetted well. Um, you know, we left Americans behind, which is a new saying for us. You know, never leave anyone behind. Do not leave an American behind. 
that is part of our uh, national creed, and that no longer holds. And the Biden administration makes excuses for this. So, you know, it just just continues to be a mess. But we um, we are America. We got to we got to rise up, um, and we we need to continue to push the Biden administration as, as I do with with facts and and effort and communication. But the American people need need to, to do this as well, not just the White House, uh, but the Democrats. I mean, the Democrats in the House have been pretty darn silent about all of this. Um, you know, even the media is already shifting. Uh, you know, to help, what their their hope is that they can uh, you know change the subject as soon as possible. Well, the Democrats love investigations when the Republicans are in power. Do you hear anything indicating that a congressional view or oversight of of what happened in Afghanistan is going to take place? Absolutely not. I mean, they're they're, they're shameless. I mean, they they do this with impunity. Um, They act, perhaps they think they're just better than everybody else. Uh, They're never in doubt, but they're also never right. And the only way that they can get out of this is to continue to lie about it. And the list of lies, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, uh, you know, out by August 31st, no American will be left behind. I mean, we all know the Taliban set that date. Um, Biden said there's no Al Qaeda in uh, in in uh, Afghanistan. Complete falsehood was contradicted by his military immediately that our allies around the world are with us. No, they're not. They're, they're aghast at this. Um, you, know, uh, you know, he was beholden to the Trump policy. Once again, he overturned every single other of the Trump policies, and he, and he claims that he was beholden to this one. It, it's also very, when he states that there was no intel that this would happen, I've had a number of classified discussions, uh, many unclassified. That's just simply not true. Two of the uh, least important objectives were achieved. That's the one is the stopping of the spending of uh, trillions of dollars. There were up to $6 trillion, and of course still counting because we have a lot of fallout from this. Another objective was to stop the war. So those aspects were achieved, but far overshadowing that is the leaving of allies and Americans there. What can be done about that? Uh, you get these national security briefings, and they're talking talking about uh, trying to get the rest of the people out there. What can we do? We have no footprint there. What can we do? Yeah, again, what's done is done at this point, and it's very sad. And, of course, we should have maintained a uh, a, a small uh, but um, uh, a a decent perimeter in the area. We're now completely blind in the area, and it kept the uh, the Taliban and al-Qaeda at bay. And that's why, that's exactly why President Trump never made the move. I had a conversation with Vice President Pence no more than 10 days ago, 12 days ago, and he went through, he was in the room when, when, this, was, when this was being discussed. So, um, but what, what can be done, that's why it was never done, the intelligence didn't support it. What can be done is we must uh, identify and locate Americans who are desperate to continue to get out. Uh, continue to keep pressure on the Taliban that, to the best of our ability anyway, because we lost all leverage. Um, you know, uh, Secretary of State Blinken and others 
and Secretary of Defense Austin state that, you know, sanctions and the money that we're withholding from them, well, they have our people. So I think they have more leverage than us, but we must maintain that. We need a high level of resources now. Much of our, our, our military is going to have to be focused on the vetting process, making sure we're not allowing terrorists into our country, um, uh, surveillance of, the, of Afghanistan, keeping an eye on ISIS. I mean, a big part of our resources now has to be expended to keep America safe because all of these actions have made us less safe. And, and I'm putting a letter together to the Biden administration, letting them know that now, especially now, we have to um, secure the southern border because people from all over the world are coming through our southern border. So these are all things now we have a much heightened level of, of national security concerns. All do, all do, and I honestly can't come up with another reason why Biden needed, they, the White House, they wanted to have their September 11th moment where they could state that after 20 years, good old Joe brought uh, an end to the war and brought everybody home. Heck, he basically did that yesterday. I mean, my God, that's like the, the captain of the Titanic, you know, bragging about, um, you know, that he got half the lifeboats uh, off. I mean, it's just, it just, just dishonorable and very, very, very uh, upsetting to... Certainly our, our veterans who, who kept us safe for 20 years, right? I mean, those who, who combat or, or occupied Afghanistan and, and did such great work and, and the lives that were lost. So as the level of terror uh, that gripped our, our, our nation at 9-11 and after uh, was, um, was, uh, was stopped. So we owe them a, a debt of gratitude. and. Now we have a huge problem on our hands. Once again, the Biden administration has created a major crisis, just as they create crises with at the border, uh, crime in our streets, um, you know, this uh, economic surrender that plans they plan on taking place with much higher taxes and um, an outrageous spending we're supposed to trust them with. Uh, they, they've they've um, they, they've weakened. They've weakened uh, the United States is what they've done. With these disaster du jours that the Biden administration seems to be creating, I'm fascinated by the fact that the media loses focus on the problems that we're facing. I mean, they, they focus on one thing. It's like they can't think and chew gum at the same time. You mentioned the southern border, defund the police. I mean, all these things are still ongoing, and we're, right now we're just focused on Afghanistan. But they're all bad, and they all have had a negative impact in this country. Do you see the Democrats, you know, at some point they, they've said that Biden uh, might, uh, what's that, uh, 25th, uh, 25th Amendment or the 25th Article 25, that Biden may be totally incompetent? Do you buy into that? Well, I, I think he's uh, 50% incompetent. Certainly his decisions have always been incompetent. You go back throughout the last, whatever, 40 years he's been involved, um, you know, there are books written on it. Uh, Robert Gates, the former Secretary of Defense for Trump as well as, or not Trump, for um, Bush as well as Obama, that Joe Biden's been wrong on every important decision uh, that, that he can think of. So, no, they, they say this in a shameless way. They say this with impunity. You know, unfortunately, I think this wokeism or, or extreme left 
is very Machiavellian. I, I think uh, they believe the end justifies the means, so they're never wrong, um, uh, even when they're dead wrong, as, as they've been here. And they will explain away a lie or propagandize uh, or uh, cancel any information that's counter to what they uh, what their end goal is. And, and now you brought up the, the uh, some of the actions that, that Nancy Pelosi and gang are, are trying to pass. And by the way, every single Democrat voted for last week uh, a, a spending bill, which is nearly five trillion dollars plus. They, they expect the American people to entrust them with five trillion dollars of the American people's money, of the taxpayers' money, for them to spend as they wish as in, in, a, in a one party power grab um, method and and uh, you know uh, the the the, the uh, voters and and the uh, taxpayers of our country need to really call every democrat member and say this is an outrage when will you begin voting against adding to the deficit uh, you've helped to contribute to the trillions of dollars that have been added through some of the covid monies when will you put your foot down with on the next one well, you're right. You're right. Last year, we spent $3.7 trillion that, that I voted for. We were in, in, in COVID, uh, uh, for COVID relief, COVID recovery, and, and the vaccine, and, and all, all kinds of money for stimulus, for unemployment, for, you know, you, you, for uh, PPP. But, um, but it, once the re- economy started recovering, which was February of this year, January, uh, they came in with uh, this $1.9 trillion rescue plan. The economy was already moving in the right direction, which probably had about $600 billion of maybe needed money in it, but it was three times too high. So I certainly voted no uh, on that. And, and that's what they do. Now, now they, they want $5 trillion um, uh, that they, they've already voted in. The, uh, the, every Democrat uh, last week voted for this bill, which will, which will uh, add $5 trillion in spending. Now, our only hope is that uh, to, we have two senators, uh, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema uh, from Arizona, who are saying that they won't vote for the reconciliation, and so that will then uh, stop it and send it back to the House. But they've, um, they've voted it in, and, 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 and they put it in jeopardy, a, a, a transportation infrastructure bill, which is far from perfect, but I would have supported if it would have been standalone. Uh, uh, but... But the timing on it wasn't right, and everything else. But you know, I've been supportive of the K and I bill for through, during the Trump years too. But anyway, it, it, that's all. That's all gone. They've they've ruined it. They've 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 attached it statutorily to uh, the three and a half plus trillion dollars in spending. And there's no chance uh, the America should trust them with, with, with that amount of money. And it's unbelievably irresponsible. It, it is the worst economic bungle move. Absolutely, in our lifetime, um, maybe as far back as uh, uh, the, 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 the 30s expenditures uh, uh, during the, uh, the, the New Deal. It, we were in a depression then, right? Here, there's no depression. We, we have inflation. We, have, we need more workers. Um, we're not, um, there's not high levels of unemployment. Wherever the unemployment insurance doesn't exist, in 27 states, I believe, their unemployment rate is back to pre-COVID levels, only because of Tom Wolf and his continued insistence, his very, very liberal mind 
that people need uh, all kinds of entitlements, and it's up to him to care for people, uh, which is completely contrary to what would have made America great in the first place. Um, do we continue to have unemployment in the neighborhood of 6.8%, and we have at least 600,000, uh, uh, well, let's put it about 500,000 that are still receiving that, that unemployment supplement, and we'll probably be back to work if it weren't for that. Dan, I know we're, we're almost out of time, and you've been very gracious to, to give us the amount of time you have, but I have a practical political question for you. Reapportionment's sure. coming up. Pennsylvania's going to lose a congressional seat. Where do you think that seat's going to be lost? It, it's really hard to say because we have, uh, again, um, we have a very uh, dictatorial uh, governor who's not going to follow the Constitution again. We have a Supreme Court sadly in our state that is very politicized and they're going to make those decisions even though the constitution says our le- our state legislator is to draw up the maps so it's extremely hard to say i've reviewed where the population losses occurred um as of right now there's only one seat that won't have an incumbent and that's Connor lamb because he's announced he's uh, that's out in the northwest because he's announced he's running for u.s senate so one would think it, it should be that seat, the one without an incumbent, uh, and, and the data supports that. But it's hard to say. They're just going to do this in a political attack manner, they meeting uh, the extreme left, uh, uh, Governor Wolf and the Supreme Court. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very difficult to say. We're going to work as hard as we can. We're going to message the people. We're going to file lawsuits if necessary. Uh, but... Um, Again, it's uh, we, we'll know um, by, by by December, I suppose. It's still going to be a little while. We'll keep in touch. You have an open mic if you want to call back. We'd love to hear more and talk to you more and discuss this more. Come and visit us when appropriate. We'd love to have you back up here. Yes, thanks so much, Great, Dan. Great, I sure will. Take care. U.S. Congressman uh, Dan User, very much appreciate it. We will take a quick break uh, on the mark sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. We invite you to do what I've done. That's go to sunburymotors.com and check out uh, your next vehicle. One of the ones we're looking at uh, may be ordering. I might order one. A Bronco Sport. I got to drive one around the mannequin that they had uh, on the lot. It was a 2021 Bronco Sport Badlands. <laughs> they, they had a mannequin there, but somebody said, nope, I'm taking it. <laughs> and they threw them uh, $38,000 in cash and fled. So uh, that one's gone, but you can look at other ones there. It's a four-cylinder turbocharged EcoBoost motor. Uh, gasoline mileage is going to be pretty close to 30 on the highway. I don't have the sheet in front of me, but I know it's like 21 in the city and uh, th- nearly 30 on the highway. Power moonroof has a reverse sensing system, so you're not going to be backing into stuff in the parking lot anymore. Wireless phone charging pads, so you can charge up your phone while you're driving without hooking a cord to it. Of course, you're going to uh, be fully Ford passed into this, so your smartphone's going to serve as your conduit, if you, whether you're in the vehicle or not, so you can find out what's going on uh, with your 2021 Bronco Sports Badland. $37,000 was the one they had there. There are some that cost a little more and some that cost a little less, so uh, we would invite you to do what I've done. Drive the Bronco Sport Badlands at Sunbury Motors, sunburymotors.com. 
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on a Mark. Uh, the email from Tom, please. Tom, well, you could predict this was coming from our good friend Tom. He says, that was quite a right-wing diatribe by Danny. I thought I was listening to Limbaugh, Hannity, Carlson, Alex Jones, and Ingram all at the same time. I wonder if equal time will be given to someone with a different point of view. I would point out to you, uh, Tom, that when... Uh, Chris Carney, a Democrat, was our congressman. He was right. given an open mic here. Well, Chris Carney didn't talk like that about anybody. And if you recall, we had another very prominent Democratic congressman from our area, Tim Holden, who was always had an open mic here. He didn't talk like that either. He's a blue dog. But they were both given <laughs> open. They both have open mics. Here. Everybody has an, an open, open mic, mic, including Congressman Muser. One of our listeners says, "St. Muser, what a guy! He does no wrong. Stop letting him go unchallenged. You should have asked him who's financially better." Benefiting from financing of the war. What a frustrating show. You have a congressman on and you lob softballs at him. It's obviously a thinly veiled Republican show. Yes, sort of like we asked the President of the United States what flavor of ice cream he ordered at the store. Well, yeah, we've said this before. I thought we asked him tough questions. We asked him an important well, question. I don't, I don't know that they were tough questions. We tried to get a little bit of a balance out of him. He's not going to say anything to hurt the Republican Party. And no Democrat would say anything to hurt the Democratic Party. If we had Joe Biden on, he would give us the same pap, and the, but the Democratic view of it. And if you keep interrupting these guys, they don't call. Look at Congressman Keller. We asked him one tough question, and he's been dead to us for two years now. He won't even return our emails or calls. So uh, we are are 1% nicer to Congressman Muser because we want to keep him on board. We don't interrupt him or, or, or um, well, it's call him the kind of say. names that you might want to. It's important that they have their say, and that's part of what our function is as a licensee of the Federal Communications Commission to make sure that is the this public... Is show part of that? We are. We're licensed. Well, but I mean, is this show... What if we didn't have this show? How would we accomplish what you're talking well, about? Well, we would have some We would have some obligation to, to do it. Something else. Something else would have to be done. Leaders and lawmakers, or... We used to have a roundtable round on table, Sunday morning. Right. Eric, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I don't want to alarm anyone, but I just drove past my Mennonite neighbor's farm, and the cattle were lining up two by two. Oh, brother. Okay. Well, all of them? I, I see a... You're uh, building an ark in your backyard, Eric? <laughs> well, I think this is his lower pasture, yes. Um, I uh, First of all, I will. I say this. I would try to give, uh, give kudos. I appreciate our Representative Mutt, uh, the Music. representative, not my representative, uh, mine hides somewhere. I don't know if he's home in Kramer or down in Washington, never comes on. 
but I appreciate uh, Lee's re- the representative coming on um, on the radio and showing his views. However, anytime I hear a politician use the words always and never, and it's always the, a negative for the opposite party and, and never any good, uh, th- then to me they lose their integrity because although I, I don't appreciate a lot of the far right, there are some good things they did, there are some good things that President Trump did, and I agree that there's some things that President Biden could have done better. But every time you say, you know, and his message was also us and them, and the Democrats are never right, the Democrats never do this, Republicans are always, it, to me, it, 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 you lose your integrity uh, by, by taking such a stand. I mean, I understand he's a Republican, he has to defend the Republican, you know, party line, but when you use always and never, to me, as a person who evaluates you lose your integrity. Where do you but stand on Nancy Pelosi, out of curiosity? She never has a good word to say about Republicans. Well, guess what? I didn't, I didn't vote for Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, she's not my representative. Uh, so, Neither is uh, Dan Muser. If that reported, at least by Fox, if he says anything nice about the Republicans anyway, I'll give you that. <laughs> um, but if I have a couple of minutes, uh, I want to talk about the mask mandate. You do not and have a couple of minutes. You have 30 seconds. Okay, uh, but the mask mandate continue to be needed. Uh, the governor is acting like a governor should. Uh, Snyder County is still in the lower five or six of all counties in Pennsylvania for people willing to get inoculated. And your right to have your kid not wear a mask ends when your kid is breathing the air he picked up at home in your uninoculated house into the face of my grandkids in our inoculated house and possibly bringing that back to to my house. That's where your kid's right ends, is when you're breathing your uninoculated air into my kid's face. All right. Well said. All right. Thank you so much. Actually, there's a lot there to dispute because... (laughs) Call back. Call back. (laughs) Joe's going to refute you. We hope to hear from State Senator John Gordner in the hour ahead about the mask mandates in Pennsylvania and the governor's words and what the Republicans' follow-up will be. We hope that they have something up their sleeves that will try to undo that in local schools. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunday. On the Mark continues during the 9 a.m. hour for CBS news, then local news, and then open phones. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. We've got nearly open phones. You're welcome to email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. And you can call us 1-800-795-9565. Once again, we have asked for and received an opportunity to talk to State Senator John Gordner. Just a coincidence that we've had two of our elected leaders on the line on the same day. 
day, but we're glad that he's made himself available. Happens to be on the eve of the governor's new mask mandate, which is near as I can tell, goes ab against about uh, four different things that the electorate and uh, the Republican leadership have fought against <laughs> for the better part of two years in Harrisburg. So we have Senator Gordner on the line. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Morning, Senator. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Joe. Well, your remark, uh, your reaction to this, and what can the state Senate do? Well, certainly uh, the issues in the school district are a concern, and as a Republican Party, we generally believe that the, the best decisions are with the local elected boards. Uh, those are individuals elected by each school district, and uh, I think the uh, local school boards have been responding uh, to what the uh, local citizens think. And uh, certainly we've seen upticks uh, in regard to uh, students uh, having uh, COVID or exposure to COVID. And I think uh, the school boards have been reacting appropriately. Uh, probably the biggest concern we have at a statewide level is that uh, obviously the uh, folks statewide spoke in May with uh, the constitutional amendment uh, that limits um, emergencies to 21 days, so we're no longer in a state of emergency. Uh, the governor has done this order referring to a uh, 1950s uh, law um, dealing with the disease prevention and control law, and uh, that deals with uh, the State Department of Health's ability to deal with those individuals who are sick or ill or have a certain uh, type of condition. Uh, that law specifically does not uh, apply to those folks who are healthy and are not sick. And so the governor is saying that uh, he has the power under that law to make it applicable to everyone is the uh, area of concern for us. Will that require some sort of judicial intervention to clarify? Well, yeah. I mean, the options, and, and certainly uh, both the House and Senate leadership are looking at options. I mean, one is to come back into session and pass a bill uh, to, uh, to change that or clarify that. Uh, but that obviously has to go to the governor for a signature. He would <laughs> veto it. And uh, I believe that uh, his party would not um, go against his will. So we're looking at other options, and unfortunately it probably means going to the courts, which is unfortunate. Do you favor that, uh, fighting this mask mandate statewide? Uh, we probably need clarification on it, and it's not this specific order, but if as a result of us and the people ending the emergency, and if the governor is now going to start relying upon this 1950s law, again, that specifically only deals with the Department of Health's ability to address individuals that are sick or ill or have the ability to spread a disease and uh, have him believe that it can apply to anyone and everyone, then it would basically give him the same powers that he had before uh, when the emergency was in place, and that's a huge concern for us. Well, there are some school districts now that are mandating uh, masks for their kids, and some on a temporary basis, some on what appear, appears <coughs> to be a longer period of time. Um, you know, you don't have any fault, find any fault with those districts making that decision for themselves, do you? 
Look, I'm an individual, uh, first of all, uh, that is vaccinated. My wife is vaccinated. My two kids are vaccinated. Uh, my 89-year-old father is vaccinated. My 80-some-year-old mother-in-law is vaccinated. Uh, I truly believe that uh, the vaccines are the best way to go and I would encourage uh, individuals to be vaccinated. Uh, we have this Delta variant um, that the uh, vaccine may not or may not, may or may not uh, apply to, but it certainly uh, limits the um, conditions as a result of it. And getting back to your question, yes, uh, local control, I think, is uh, a good thing. Uh, these mostly nine-person school boards have been elected by the local communities, and they can respond to the situation in that local community. Uh, we certainly saw last year uh, where there were huge numbers in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and the Philly suburbs. We didn't have large numbers here, but when the governor made statewide mandates, uh, it applied to Snyder County as well as Philadelphia. And uh, I don't think that's necessarily the way to go. So I like school district by school district decisions, and they can, they can make them quickly. Well, of course, it's still a one-size-fits-all. They're saying within the school district that now we're taking away a parent's right to make that decision. And some people will argue that the parents always should be the ones making the decision about whether or not their children wear masks. But I gather you don't have an issue with the school district or the school boards making that decision, right? I do not. All right, other topics in Harrisburg. Uh, now it appears as though a forensic audit of the 2020 election is going to take place. Senator Gordner's also, or yes, Senator Gordner, pardon me, Senator Corman is on board and said we'll do this. Now your reaction to this. You always kind of kept Senator Mastriano at, uh, I'll, I'll say, arm's length. I hope I'm encapsulating that accurately. And uh, But now it appears as though you and your peers in the front office are, are going to start looking backwards. Uh, I'm not convinced uh, of what the full action of the Intergovernmental uh, Affairs Committee is going to be. Um, Senator Corman, who is the President Pro Tem, uh, was not pleased uh, with a number of things that uh, Senator Mastriano uh, was doing as chair of that committee and or not doing. It was a combination of things, and he replaced Senator Mastriano as chair, Senator Mastriano is still on the committee with uh, Senator Dush. Uh, and, uh, you know, there are just a, a, there were so many questions uh, that uh, needed to be answered, and I was certainly a part of uh, some uh, calls, uh, making sure that uh, we had 20 some questions answered before proceeding with anything, and there were always lots and lots of questions that were unanswered. And I think. There are still some that remain unanswered at this point. So I don't know fully what the direction uh, of that committee is going to be. I do think uh, that the, the committee is going to look at the 2020 election and the uh, role of the Secretary of the Department of State and uh, roles of any other counties uh, just in regard to how uh, it went in a good way or bad way to make sure that we don't repeat errors. Um, but uh, whether there is a Arizona type of uh, audit, I am not convinced uh, that that is going to be the direction at the moment. And do you favor that look back, whatever form it may take? Uh, I don't have a problem with a look back. 
uh, I, I mean, 2020 was unprecedented in a lot of ways in which elections are done, and I have been very critical of uh, both the roles of the Secretary of the Department of State as well as our uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court in which they changed existing laws. Uh, I don't know how you do that. Uh, I don't think that has ever been the, um, the uh, uh, direction of what the court should do. Uh, so I believe that we should certainly look at the 2020 election and all of those decisions and see how they're not done in the future. Um, but to completely revisit the results of the 2020 election, I don't think is productive at this point. Let's move on to the next election, because I've just asked this question of Dan Muser, who was on our program a few minutes ago. I'll ask you, Pennsylvania is going to lose a congressional seat, and of course the State House and Senate determine the makeup of those congressional districts. Where do you see the seat being lost? Uh, well, we do have census uh, information, finally. As I think you folks know, normally we get that in March. Uh, we finally got it in uh, August. Uh, still going through all of those numbers, but it certainly shows that uh, in our area lost uh, some population, unfortunately, but uh, most of the population that was lost was in the west, and the population increase was in the east and southeast. So it would make sense that uh, if we're losing a seat, that it would be somewhere out in the West where the most population is lost. And we have uh, certainly, we're going to wind up pitting two congressmen probably against each other, or we're going to take that vacant seat, and that was what Congressman User suggested. I guess there's a vacant seat out there. Connor Lamb. Where Connor Lamb is running for, what, governor or whatever. So is that a likely scenario? For Senate. (laughs) Senate, all right, whatever. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yes, on the Democratic side, uh, everyone's running on the uh, the Senate side. The governor's side is pretty clear. Uh, it certainly, uh, you know, past past precedent has shown that that if there is uh, an individual who is leaving or retiring, uh, that if you can um, adjust that seat, because the, I mean, you have to have other reasons for that. Uh, it, I think under the new ways of being above board on this whole process, which I think uh, all parties are trying to do, both in the House and Senate, Republican, Democrat, uh, in, in making sure that things are being done above board and that there's reason behind it, uh, that uh, if the population loss is out in the West and there is an individual who is running for another seat and not running for re-election, uh, it would make sense to try to uh, move that seat into others. Well, the governor has talked about uh, Afghan refugees being welcome here in Pennsylvania. Um, does the House and Senate, I mean, do you guys have some feeling about how this should be done or if it should be done? Uh, we are not in session right now, so uh, our caucus hasn't discussed that specific issue. I think with uh, looking at everything that's that's gone on over there, and, and now it's September 1st and, and uh, we're in new territory, uh, I, I think, you know, on its face, we certainly would want to welcome uh, refugees here, but the big concern is that uh, they're fully vetted, um, and we want to make sure with, you know, after following the disaster uh, that a lot of us believe has been happening on our southern border uh, in regard to folks that are coming across and getting into our country that have had uh, criminal histories and 
creating doing crimes here in in Pennsylvania or not in Pennsylvania but in the country uh we want to make sure that those uh, uh quote unquote refugees are are truly refugees and that uh, their backgrounds have been fully vetted anything you'd like to mention or talk about or discuss I don't, I'm not sure what our time frame is here but uh, an open mic for any remark no, I mean, first of all, today I want everybody to be safe. Uh, it sounds like we're going to be getting more rain in one day today than we normally get in a month. Uh, and it's always the uh, small stream flooding uh, that's the most concern. So, again, make sure that the folks that are out there traveling, uh, that if they see some water or some deep water, that they uh, back up and go in a different direction and don't get stranded and, and caught. We want people to be safe today. Don't Amen. drown. Go around. Okay. Thank you so much, John. Thanks, Thanks for John. calling in. Appreciate your You're as welcome. always. Take care. That is a state senator, John Gordner, out of Berwick, a Republican, 27th District State Senator, the Republican whip in Harrisburg. Now, we'll take a break shortly, but I want to announce that on the mark, a sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company, please do as I've done. Start your next vehicle purchase at sunburymotors.com. I just ordered up a Bronco, so that'll be the next one coming in. Our toll-free line is now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Incidentally, I ordered the full-size Bronco. We don't want the little toy one. We're getting a biggie. Anyway, email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Let's do news headlines now, then we'll take the break. We invite you to call in now, 1-800-795-9565. The Valley's keeping an eye on Ida. The remnants of Hurricane Ida are passing over our area right now. Our rain gauge has 1.75 inches of rain in it right now, and it is still raining steadily. AccuWeather says a three to five inch rainfall should be expected, but more is possible, although it would have to taper off pretty directly if we're going to stay below three inches because uh, we're we're getting about a, just a little bit less than a half an inch an hour at this stage. Uh, Joe Lundberg said that flooding would typically be in flood-prone areas, local stream tributaries, small streams bank full, basement flooding or urban flooding. National Weather Service says, as uh, Senator Gordner reminded us, turn around, don't drown or turn around if you see high water go around so uh, don't drive in high water and we do have a lot of ponding around right now as for the Susquehanna River National Weather Service says we'll get up to about 13 feet later this week which is not exceedingly high some school districts went to remote learning and or closed today the governor issued a proclamation of disaster emergencies National Weather Service has a flash flood watch posted for our area some other news headlines very briefly here. Everyone in all schools in Pennsylvania will need to mask up starting next week. Here's Allison Bean. Brick and mortar or cyber charter schools, private or parochial schools, career and technological centers, intermediate units, pre-K counts programs. She's talking about the particular type of schools that will be under the new mask order. The governor announced that uh, yesterday. Three buildings in the Milton Area School District closed for the next two days because of COVID-19 positive cases in the school. One of the elementary schools will do full masking and will remain open. Lewisburg is going to start full masking today. Pennsylvania reached 1.3 million cases of COVID-19 since the pandemic began. Total number of people that have contracted the disease and let the state health department know. 1,300,368 since the pandemic began. As is always the case, the vast majority of all of them have fully 
recovered. Nearly open phones. Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners says we talked yesterday about the uh, dangling individual from a helicopter. Sent us the political fact link. It says the person can be seen in other photographs and videos moving and waving their arms while suspended from a harness. Several news articles and fact checkers reported the person had been tasked with trying to fix a flag. You mean Glenn Beck was wrong? On a public building. Wow. Well, he's either Let's first. That down. Every day, he's either first with the facts or wrong. There's a mix in there, so you pick. You pick. All right, call us now. Uh, we had uh, Congressman Muser on earlier. We didn't ask him any tough questions since we're a nearly Republican program, but uh, maybe you have a tough remark for him. Give us a buzz. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Senator Gordner talking about. I think we ask him pertinent questions. I'm merely echoing what our good listeners well, Tom, sent us. Tom's so biased. Wasn't Tom? Somebody else? Well, wasn't, well, really, wasn't Tom? Uh, <laughs> anyway, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. You want to react to any of the remarks of Senator Gordner? Now, this look back into twenty twenty is going to happen. Fortunately, the Senate had talked earlier about the fact they're using their own money, so that much is good. The money that they keep in their sixty million dollars slush fund, uh, that funding will be utilized. So you can comment on that. Afghanistan, uh, the president yesterday said, uh, please do keep your eye on the successes. Obviously, much, much, much work to done, and uh, U.S. national security, I, I think, by every measure, now compromised. But Won't you be excited to hear if the left is just as thrilled with uh, Meghan McCain now that she's bashing Joe Biden as they were when she was bashing Donald Trump? You think they're going to love her still? <laughs> nope, she's off the list. Oh, she off the no list. Christmas card for her. Gee, she really took the president to task yesterday. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Yeah, all right. Fabulous producer Rob Center is at the helm. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Give us a buzz back. You can email us at onthemarketwkit.com. You can do as no one has done so far. <laughs> Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. One of our listeners sends us these words. Joe, read that. The Republicans think they will win in 2022. I doubt that. All right. Yeah, they do win. In fact, uh, they, it's almost a foregone conclusion. But anyway. And then, uh, good morning, gentlemen. In my opinion, the occupation is over. The war continues. Thank you. Have a nice rainy day. Brought, Brought to, to us by, by Ida. Ida. <laughs> All right. Sweet as apple cider. Remember that song? <laughs> 
<laughs> that goes back a few years. <laughs> no. All right. Another one. Uh, this is about us. Statler and uh, this. The oh, more right. I, the more you, I. Uh, I guess listen you have to, to read this. Yeah, I was going to say the more I listen to the two of you, Mark and Joe, I can't uh, get this image out of my mind. Statler and Ward Waldorf are a pair of Muppet characters best known for their cantankerous opinions and shared penchant for heckling. The two elderly men first appeared in the Muppet Show in 1975, where they consistently jeered the entirety of the cast and their performances from their balcony seats. <laughs> that sounds. It's, it's not the first time we've been compared to Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> but it, uh, the picture doesn't look like us because uh, uh, I'm not significantly taller than Joe, and, unless he's sitting down. And I have no mustache. And which which is which? But both of them are follically challenged, and you have hair. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, yeah, we are curmudgeons. There are some similarities. I right. hate to admit that, but there are similarities. All right. Yeah, we have to read this before day's end also. This well, is uh, from one of our good listeners about text. folks who are left behind. All right, Eric, uh, you get that other minute. Well, you can have a little <laughs> more. You think. Uh, okay, so, so you said I was incorrect when I talked about the... Uh, Kids, the unvaccinated, and passing the uh, potentially passing the virus on to my kids who come from a vaccinated home. You said I was all wet about that. No, but I didn't say we're all wet. What I'm saying is that those people have a right. All wet today. Well, you asked me a question, okay. Eric, and you ought to really listen to the answer, don't you think? Oh, come on. <laughs> Just out of curiosity. I mean, you asked me a question. I think that, you know, it, a person's right to protect themselves and to make their own health decisions. And if, so, if the school district mandates kids wear masks, then the kids should wear the masks. But if they don't, if it's optional, then it's every parent's decision. And if you're not satisfied that the mask that your grandchild wears protects him, then I suggest you do something more to protect him. But why should you tell other people that they have to do something to protect your child when, you know, they're doing what's required or what's permitted? Because the, the mask, again, doesn't protect my child. The mask keeps the whatever's in that child's mouth from being spread to others. And that's my whole point. The child that's coming from a home which does not have any COVID protection has a much greater opportunity of being infected, whether showing symptoms or not, and then bringing that into the school and spreading it around to other kids who then potentially could bring it back to my home, even though we are protected. We know that with the, with the, with the uh, Delta virus, uh, variant, we can still get sick and potentially die even though we are inoculated. So my perspective is your right to not have your kid wear a mask ends when it potentially is spreading your germs, your uninoculated germs, to my kids and bringing them back home. If you don't want your kid to mask, then keep your kid home in your in your you know germful environment. Well, why don't, we why don't we turn that around and you keep your kid home because you're the one that's worried about it? Germful? Because, because we have taken the steps to uh, protect ourselves. We have been proactive. We believe the science. Why should my child be be penalized because of your stupidity? Why should my child be penalized because you're paranoid about getting the virus? Yeah, you're paranoid, a... Joe. No, I'm paranoid? just using. I'm using the other side of the argument. I'm giving you the you other know, side and, of the and, argument. And you're, you're talking out of the side of your mouth. No, because it's talking you out the front. The science, and you believe the science. I can't and talk. I just out. heard my state senator also talk about the science and the fact that he has chosen to inoculate as his whole family sure. has. So have I. So but is the my fact whole family. The matter is that less than half of the adults in Snyder County have chosen to do that. 
But I, the difference between you and me is I protect myself to a level that I'm comfortable with. I don't expect other people to bow to my, my demands and my, my conception of what makes me safe and what makes me unsafe. Under that argument, then you should be able to say, well, I choose not to have my kid inoculated against the childhood diseases. So I want to send my kid to school without having any kind of inoculation. But those and if are you laws. don't like it, and if you're afraid of your, my kid getting sick, keep my kid home because you don't inoculate your kid. But those are laws. The laws require those certain oh, okay. vaccines. There is no okay. law requiring a COVID vaccine yet. What? There, not yet. But I, I, I really, once I believe, I do believe once this is fully... Uh, vetted and so forth for everyone that it's going to become part of the requirement. It may but well until be. That time, can we believe the science? Can we believe the science? But what about and the again, school? I, the schools I, are practicing the science. You, you're saying maybe your arguments with the school districts. They're not mandating in all instances the kids wear a mask. Right, Why aren't a, you the yeah. school board meeting demanding that they take action? Got to move on. We'll give you the last word really quickly here, Eric. Uh, have your kid wear a mask. Let's follow what the governor says. The governor is, is I believe, really thoughtful about our kids. He has shown that. Uh, let's, let's, let's depoliticize this whole thing. Let's try to be safe. Go out and get your shot, for heaven's sakes, people. You know, that's, that's my message. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. thank you so much. Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. I, I would just, uh, I said I wanted to talk about abortion, but I just want to say this. Sullivan County, no cases of COVID. Why on earth? Should those children have to sit in that school with masks on? And this is this this is not science. It is not science to impose something unilaterally, regardless of the level of urgency, no matter where you are. That's not science. Excellent that's, point. That's foolishness. Do you think all schools will do so? If if you're at uh, in the Sullivan County Elementary School. Uh, do you think everybody in the whole building is going to wear a mask all day when there's still zero cases of COVID up there? Well, I, Governor uh, Wolf told them to. Right, I know. I, it's just a, a fiercely independent area. And uh, I uh, I see some masks going down around the neck during the you day. Lose, you, you lose your um, authority, and by which I mean the um, the scientific validity of what you're saying when you approach this issue this way. Right? When you say everybody, if it's bad in Philly, tell Philly they have to wear masks. Then we'll get into the, oh, it's not fair because the people in Snyder County don't have to wear masks. Everybody or nobody. That's just nonsense. You know, we're a sophisticated society. We can do measured responses based on where the problems exist. I, it's, it is so disturbing to me that, we, that people cloak themselves in science and then make these kinds of rules. That's so disturbing because there's nothing science about it. Well, and but it I ignores about abortion. It, but before you go and off of that, it ignores the fact that the school districts are doing other things like social distancing. I know in Sealands Grove, my grandson's in the middle school, there are three or four different places where they're supposed to eat lunch so that they can maintain social distancing. They're not all crammed in there. They maintain social distancing in the classroom. So, I mean, there are things being done. They clean the place. They do everything they can to protect it and create a normal environment for the kids. And I think all the school districts are doing that. So You know, there are children in our schools who have, uh, for example, cancer. and Or let's pick a different one, peanut allergies. Now, there are parents who would, whose child has peanut allergies who I suppose would like to approach the issue by outlawing any peanut product in the school. Is that a reasonable response? 
No PB&J for anybody because one child somewhere in that building has an allergy to peanuts. Is that the approach we take? No. Shouldn't be. No, it is not the approach we take. It's the same thing. You know, is it possible that somebody eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich two tables over could present a problem to your kid if they run over and take a bite of that sandwich? Sure. Undoubtedly. Your kid shouldn't be eating that kid's lunch. You know, for the people, I agree with you, Joe. For those people who are concerned, alarmed, obviously very alarmed, keep your children home. They, we have wonderful mechanisms by which you can attend a cyber charter school. You can attend the school district cyber school. There's lots of alternatives. It's not this way or none. I have a quick question. What happens if somebody who has a peanut allergy gets in contact with peanuts? Potentially, they have what's called an anaphylactic reaction, an allergic reaction that can be deadly in the absence of an EpiPen. Could be deadly. Maybe that's Depending why, probably because the stakes are so they high. Are and what is their level of uh, contact? Maybe they overreact like that in the schools because the stakes are so high. Well, then we shouldn't let dogs in because there could be a kid in the school that's allergic to dogs. Or, or you know, we shouldn't. There, gotcha. It just becomes impossible to create an environment in which there is no risk for anyone. We shouldn't have let electricity in either because you could become shocked. You could put your finger in the <laughs> socket. Okay. Anyway, mean, okay. It's just. That's anyway. not why you called. All right, we have a new caller on the line. Her name is Cindy. Cindy, you want oh, to talk about abortion? talk about Texas, I bet. Oh, now, some people are going to whine that I'm getting too much time. But anyway, for 50-plus years, there has been a war on women in this country with regards to the issue of abortion. It has been used by both political parties as what's called a wedge issue to motivate voters and to turn people against each other. And I call on the same president who just ended the war in Vietnam no. to get a bill passed that puts an end to this. Afghanistan. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Afghanistan, good gosh. I'm well, losing it. The same only difference. Boils my whole speech, doesn't it? I got the wrong country. You're dating Thank you your, for correction. You're, you're dating yourself, Cindy. <laughs> I know, I know. Of course, the Vietnam ended about the same time they picked up the bastion and started beating us about Roe v. Wade. Anyway, we, the, I support, I'm saying it again, I support President Biden getting us out of Afghanistan and ending that war. 100% support him in that. And I ask him and the Democrats, who now, point of order, have total control of the federal government, and they could pass this bill. Gosh knows Mrs. Pelosi has passed a lot of them. There's a woman in charge of, con of Congress. Get this bill passed that gives women the right to an abortion. Pass the bill, get it out, sign it, and make it the law of the land and put an end to this war on women. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565. Texas passes a fetal heartbeat bill. There is an emergency appeal in front of the U.S. Supreme Court, but they have not acted on it. Well, they haven't done anything on it yet, so it's not quite an emergency to them. But uh, to be continued. All right. Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we talked about uh, or talked with U.S. Congressman Dan User earlier today about the Afghan pullout. And 
and the dilemma that exists because of the timely pullout, and that was, of course, the Americans that are left there and uh, the allies and other individuals left there. Is it a war on women, Mark? Seriously, is it a war on women? Well, it just looks that way. I don't think uh, Republicans in legislature say, okay, today's the day we're going to attack women, but that's what it is. That's the net effect of it. Is you, you but some women, some women believe that abortion is wrong. Not all women, you know, one size does not fit all. Many women, many uh, women of faith and many women generally don't support abortion. Well, but, uh, so uh, it's not a war on them, is Prohibiting it? abortion doesn't specifically physically attack men, I guess would be the other, the corollary to that. I understand. It might if a, ma- if a woman decides to get an abortion because she has the absolute right and the father of the child doesn't want it aborted. Okay, but the, it effect, would definitely affect the father then, wouldn't the it? The point is that in the U.S. now and uh, properly at all times, women are permitted to get an abortion if they so choose. You, right. you, you it's know the law of the you. land. I'm not right. arguing that. But, but I don't I don't like the characterization of calling people who support an end to abortion as having waging a war on women. Okay, well, you would not see it in that perspective because you are not a woman. You don't see it as in any way curtailing anyone's rights that they do have. Uh, you do not understand. I mean, no, you, no, you I just, understand it's no, the law of the land. I understand it's the law of the land. I may not like no, it, but no. it is you the law. You don't understand what it's like to be uh, ch- singled out as somebody who's ha- had a health care. I mean, if you wanted to do some procedure at a doctor, but uh, the state legislature went in and talked to your doctor ahead of time and said, no, you know, Joe is not allowed to have his but they hair do that. follicles. If I decided I in. wanted to le- end my life and I walked into my doctors and said, I want to die today, would you help me? All right. Well, he's going to say no, because why? It's against the law. In what way does that attack men more than women? Well, it attacks society. That's well, that, the point. You, can, you could say the legislature has a war on society, but that's not. that doesn't apply to the abortion conversation. All right, to be continued, 1-800-795-9565. Open phones. Somebody said the word abortion. Nothing lights them up faster. We'll be right back. Welcome on board, WKOK's live telephone talk show. I'm Got Mark Lawrence. two coming, two online, on hold, and one coming in. Hey, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone line. Uh, Joseph, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, thank you, gentlemen. <clears throat> I want to comment on uh, Cindy's last remark, and I, I told my wife, I said, boy, listen to this woman. She's really a smart woman, and uh, I, I appreciate her in her in, input on many things politically and around the world, and she does have a good education, but she's morally uh, bankrupt in, your, in this respect. Right. The law against women, uh, that Congress should enact this uh, right to have the abortion, okay? Does she not know that there's many girl children that are aborted in the womb, that are cut up? Uh, we talk about the Taliban being inhumane and barbaric and, and butchering people. Hey. They simply cut your head off. That's not bad. I mean, wacko, you're dead. But when a doctor performs abortion, do you realize that they take a sharp instrument and go up in there and cut that baby's limb from limb and drag it out? Come on, Cindy, wake up. Where, where's your right to, uh, of the child, an uh, innocent child, unborn child? Uh, it, this is just ridiculous. I mean, that shows you that educated people are really stupid when it comes to common sense and and that uh, you know this is this is a <laughs> a crime against humanity abortion is 
it is, but uh, it, it's also a secular law in this country. Whether we like it or not, it is the law of the land. And if the Supreme Court does anything with it, Joseph, you can bet your bottom dollar, people who support abortion are going to be demanding the court be packed immediately. Oh, yes, I, I understand you perfectly. And it was the law of the land in Germany, uh, the death camps, uh, and they were just obeying orders. Oh, that's all Mingland was doing, obeying orders by uh, cutting these people up and uh, uh, doing experiments with them. And you wouldn't dare interfere with that. But wouldn't someone be called a hero if they went in there and shot them Germans that were doing all those horrible things in the, in, in the concentration camps and burning them in the ovens? Of course he would be a hero. But he would blow against the law of the land. So what I'm saying this, and, and I say this, and I don't really advocate this myself, but the doctor in Florida that shot that abortion doctor, hey, he, he, kudos to that man. He should get, get a medal. He should get a medal. He got handcuffs? Is that what you mean? Pardon me? He got yeah, handcuffs. He got medal. He got handcuffed. Right, exactly. But what I'm simply saying is that they take a, hippo, a hypocrite <laughs> oath, okay? Hippocratic oath. That's a hypocritical oath because they're, they're not supposed to do any harm, but yet they butcher unborn children. Hey, it, there's no difference in this and what they were doing in the Bible when they offered their children to Baal. They were burnt them, and they burned them in the incinerators in the, in the, in the, in the hospitals to Baal. It's just another Baal, uh, form of Baal worship. Uh, and millions and millions. The Taliban has never killed, and Hitler has never killed as many as this country has legally. All right, we in the got womb. you. Thank you so and much, That's why Joseph. I say the judgment of Yahweh is on this country, and they got what they wanted in Mr. Biden. All okay. right, we got you, Joseph. Thank you, Thank Joseph. You so Appreciate much your comments, as always. In. Thank you. Lance, last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Okay. I always saw abortion as a war on our own young rather than a war on women. If you look at that unplanned uh, video, you don't see a woman being killed, do you? You see a living human being being killed. And it had to be a living human being because how? what was the rating on that movie? R but for you, violence. You do understand why someone would say it's a war on women. I understand what you're saying, that uh, obviously well, the baby is the victim of that abortion in, in that film. But uh, these are laws that restrict something that only a woman can do. And there are other laws that have restricted what women could do, both in history and currently. So I think there's a. it's easy to see why somebody would say that. I guess so, but why, when... All you need to do is deliver the child and walk away. They told us 75% of all abortions because it was just the wrong time or they couldn't afford the child. At the time, I didn't really have an answer other than we'll help. But now we can help. I have like four organizations I'm looking at mailings from. And anybody who is in a family way can call them. And they will carry the whole thing right to the end, you know? So well, the organization won't. The woman has to do it. But there are many places today, many parents or many young couples that can't conceive for one reason or another that would yeah. love to have a child. And, uh -huh. you know, until that need is met, uh, I don't think that uh, abortions yeah. make a lot of sense at all. And I was part of a couple <laughs> just the like old white man in the ago. building who right. can't have kids. All right. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Lance. I had kids. One. Yeah, but, mm. but the people that, when interviewed as to why you had the abortion, uh, ranged from the hatred 
of children almost to uh, just total, I mean, total contempt for our young people. But the issue at hand is this bill in Texas that now the Supreme Court will have to make some kind of decision of whether or not to put the law on hold. They just did. No. It was on the news this morning. That they acted? They actually have. This could outlaw, they said, Roe v. Wade. But if it did, all that would happen would be that it would go back to the states. Well, they had an emergency appeal. Are you saying the the Supreme Court acted on the emergency appeal? No, not yet. That's why I don't think so. They filed an appeal, but they didn't act on it. Okay, I, I just got the part of it because the part I got was this could outlaw Roe v. Wade. Okay. It could if the Supreme Court takes it up or d- in full, but the, n- right. the emergency appeal oh, hasn't okay. been decided yet. All right. I, d- I got the end of the announcement. All right. But even so, if it did, all it reverts back to the states. So the states can do whatever they want. Okay. Fair enough. All right. We got yeah. you, Lance. Thank yeah. you so much for calling in. Appreciate the call. All right. 1 800 795 9565 is our telephone number. And, oh, we, we're, we're uh, full up for the rest of the show. Okay. Yeah, uh, we aren't. Oh, we have one line open. Okay. Pardon me. One line open. I thought they were on hold. They are on hold. We have one caller left. And we got a four-minute break, so we'll take the break. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is there promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. got a couple of texts or emails to read and then we got at least three minutes maybe four minutes for to give to our final caller uh one of the emails says so eric i assume you have your grandkids wear masks all of the time because they could be spreading the flu at any time as well after all kids are far more likely to get very sick or even die from the flu than they are from covid And then another one taking Eric on. Eric takes the position, as have so many, that everyone is diseased. If he believes the science, vaccination and masks should prevent one from contracting this disease. As we see, COVID finds its way through the mask as the microbes are able to penetrate 90% of the masks, which is based on science. The vaccine was sold to us as the answer to the problem. Now they want booster shots every five months. The yearly flu shot is yearly, not every five months. Some great science, signed Dennis. Yeah, masks don't protect you from the uh, virus. They they prevent you from spreading it if you have it. I think we've we've told Eric this about five times, but anyway. Tom says, if no COVID prevention, then we should allow kids with lice. Chris, you're on the mark. Actually, there is a lot inaccurate in there. The, the fact that it's more likely uh, a better chance of dying from the flu if you get the flu than if you get COVID is, is nonsense. And, and 
and your comment about the, the mass does prevent you so much because you have to get some 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 germs get through, but you have to have them in a certain amount to really get the virus. So the mass cuts down on that, and if it cuts down ninety percent, that might make a difference. So let's get that straight. Everybody sort of ignores that lately. Now the Sydney uh, Pelosi is a uh, one of the greatest speakers of all time, and she's masterful in what she does, but there is no way she's going to get an anti-abortion bill passed in the, in the House because not one Republican will ever vote for it because they'd be primaried out, and probably they're against it in any case. And she can only get things that uh, are have some economic base in the in the under sixty vote situation through the Senate, so it wouldn't matter anyway, or the the Senate will will stop it. So it's really a non-issue. But she could probably get it. She could get it passed in the House. That is true, but it wouldn't do any good. And she knows that, so why waste the time unless she wants to do it for a political stand? <laughs> well, it, it wouldn't have been the first message bill and, that was ever put up without any hope and, of enacting into law. And about uh, abortion, uh, it is a matter of whether uh, getting pregnant means you are sentenced to, to bring a baby to term and let all those things that happen to your body and go through it and then have and give birth to a child and i don't see why uh being pregnant sentences a woman to that and if you're talking about fetal destruction i guess because god gave us all those those uh souls he's in control of them but how many fetuses do you think he can destroyed when he destroyed uh, sodom and gomorrah Really? I don't know. Uh, did, did he make exception for fetuses? They're his to destroy, but then if he can save them, he can save the souls of the ones that are killed here, too. I'm sorry, we can't so, let religious zealotry continue. You, you have oh, to... Oh, religious... I, I was, wasn't being exactly a zealot there, was I? You have to, you have to stop. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so... But, Eric, you're missing... I'm sorry, Eric. Oh, Eric. I'm sorry. You're missing, I'm missing a point, a point. Chris. What? Yeah, because a woman has a choice. She doesn't have to get pregnant. There are birth she control... There are pregnant. birth control well, means... you're uh, not, not into the rape situation. Well, yeah, yeah all right. But there are methods but, yeah, of birth control. But, do happen, and so what if it's, whether it's in purpose or not? All right. That doesn't matter. But there, Yes, right. it does matter. There are options other than tearing a, a living human being apart. Thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> you have to think about the rape situation. Are you got that, Joe? I got it. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with open phones. This is WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time, 10 a.m.